to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host, and Aaron Rodgers has spoken. No longer ghost. So KG and I are excited to dive into it and give our two cents. We're happy you're here. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host. And Aaron Rodgers has spoken. So Aaron Rodgers came out and made an appearance on ESPN where he essentially gave an update about his situation, his rift with Green Bay, or so it's been reported. And we're going to dive into all of that. We've got a great show for you guys. And I'm joined today by my co-host, KJ. KJ, how are you feeling? Hey, Packers fans. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling excited. You know, I'm excited to kind of talk about this Rodgers stuff. You know, at Ike Packers, we said multiple times, we're going to reserve judgment until Aaron Rodgers has spoken. And, you know, he, he essentially did confirm there's a little animosity uh, between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and himself. And, you know, kind of like we said on previous episodes, there's animosity with everyone. So is this something that can be fixed? We think so. Uh, is there animosity there? Rodgers confirmed it. Let's dive in. Yep. As KJ said, Rodgers did come out and speak. And I'm just going to start by reading off this, the quote. So if you weren't uh, familiar with what went down on Monday night uh, on SportsCenter, Aaron Rodgers joined ESPN to essentially say goodbye to his friend Kenny Main, who has been uh, you know, with ESPN for a long time. And Rodgers was doing like a special goodbye. And Kenny Main, you know, got to the point. He asked Aaron Rodgers, are you demanding a trade? And Aaron Rodgers said this. With my situation, look, it's never been about the draft pick, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. We've had a lot of fun to work together. Love the coaching staff. Love my teammates. Love the fan base in Green Bay. An incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. He went on to go on and talk about uh, his MVP season. So he says, a lot of this was put in motion last year, and the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played the way I played last year. Rogers, you know, admitted. And then he goes on and says this. This is just kind of, I think, a spill out of all that. But it is about the people. And that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people. From Curly Lambeau being the owner and founder to the 60s with Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names in the 90s with Coach Holmgren and Favre and the Minister of Defense, Reggie White, to that run that we've been on. It's about the people. So essentially, Aaron Rodgers comes out and the first thing he does is deflect any notion that it's around Jordan Love and we put out a poll we put out a poll um, saying do you believe him Packers fans do you believe that Aaron Rodgers that it was never about the draft pick that it was never about Jordan Love and so Cage I'm going to start with you right there do you believe Aaron Rodgers saying that it had nothing to do with Jordan Love 
Packers fans worldwide, I do not believe Aaron Rodgers when he said it had nothing to do with Jordan Love. And here's why. He took his own quote and talked about the MVP season. And if we reverse engineer that, the Packers had essentially a lot of the same talent, if not all the same talent, and the same coaching staff as the previous year before he won MVP and essentially when he was, you know, multiple years straight of regression. And luckily, Rodgers said it himself, you know, his regression is better than most guys' career years. He's not wrong, but that's a fact. Rodgers had multiple straight years of regression. The Packers went and used a first-round pick on a quarterback who didn't play. They used a second-round pick on a running back who played minimal. And he's a third-round pick on a tight-end hybrid fullback who really didn't play at all, you know, in Josiah DeGuara. They, they had the same Aaron Jones, the same Jamal Williams, the same offensive line, you know, the same tight ends. You know, they had the, the same defense largely. And the only difference was, you know, once again, reverse engineering this, was Jordan Love. Why did Rodgers have that MVP season? What motivates Aaron Rodgers? He's got plenty of money. You know, he's got multiple MVPs. He's got a Super Bowl. I think it was the Jordan Love draft pick. And I feel a lot of Packers fans around the world have already expressed their agreement in that. And, you know, I think a lot of Packers fans, regardless of if they've came out and said, hey, I do believe Jordan Love is kind of one of the main catalysts for this MVP season. You know, all signs point to it. And so, you know, unfortunately, I, I think he may have did that to, you know, protect Jordan Love a little bit. And, you know, quite simply, you can't just come out and say, like, yeah, this draft pick set me off. It just doesn't make him look good. But I do not believe him. I believe this has everything to do with Jordan Love because, you know, frankly, he would naturally feel a little uh, upset that they might, what you know, want to not shorten his career with the Packers because the Packers never said they were going to do that. But it's just kind of like it shows that the Packers have an eye on the future. And, and what's kind of interesting is that this isn't anything new. This happened to Bre with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. This happened to Rodgers himself. And just to conclude, no, I don't. I don't believe him when he says it's not about Jordan Love. Alex, what do you think? I agree. Um, and f for the record, uh, there was 1,600 votes, and uh, it was about, you know, 60-40. So 60-40 said they believed them. 40% said they, ha they haven't. So a lot of people, you know, roughly, you know, there's a lot of disagreement on if you believe them or not. I personally... I don't believe him. And it, here's my my reason is like it's a lot like, you know, say you're an older sibling and or say you're the older dog and you get a younger sibling and a younger dog. And naturally, where does the attention flow? It flows to the younger, uh, you know, sibling or the child, you know, the baby in the family is always the one getting the most love and the most spoils and you name it. And so Jordan Love has gotten attention, you know, whether it's coming from the coaching staff, whether it's from the media, whether it's from Packers fans in general. You know, Jordan Love has gotten some of Rodgers' attention. And Rodgers, he was not happy about that. He was not. And so what did he do? He went out and with a grudge on his shoulder, because we know he's a guy that holds a grudge, um, he went out there and had an amazing season. He won the MVP in the league. However... Aaron Rodgers did not get his team to the Super Bowl. And you can blame it on Jordan Love. You can blame it on the front office. You can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. 
but he had back-to-back possessions with the ball with the uh, opportunity to take the lead against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's not forget about that he had every chance to get to the Super Bowl, and he didn't. So I understand there's frustration there, you know, coming out of, you know, an MVP season. And I bet he wanted to win the Super Bowl to stick it to the front office of Green Bay more than anything. But then the opportunity was there in his hands twice, and he was unable to put up points in those drives. And so I think... What is his scapegoat? His scapegoat is, you know, attacking the Packers front office. It's, you know, Jordan Love. Why would you attack the Packers front office? And it's because maybe they're moving on from Aaron Rodgers or maybe they just wanted to have a backup plan from Aaron Rodgers. And if it's not about Aaron Rodgers, who I believe has always kind of been an attention seeker, you go back to his college days where he's, you know, laughing it up, you know, cracking jokes with the girls, you know, like in in the (laughs) interviews, you've all seen him. Um, And I do believe Jordan love the main reason Rodgers is, uh, does have a set is he, he took some away, some of that attention. So that's how I feel. What do you think about that? No, I mean, I think you really nailed it on the head there because it's something Packers fans all over the world can relate to. And I just want to dive a little deeper. He, he mentioned the people. You know, he mentioned the people, the Packers way. And truth is, the Packers have always had tremendous people, tremendous culture. You know, he rattled them off. Vince Lombardi setting the tone from the, you know, he was a hard-ass guy. You know, he was a hard guy. A lot of... He would tell you how it is like Vince Lombardi's coaching style. If performed in the NFL these days, like in modern day football, probably would rub a lot of guys the wrong way. But guess what Vince Lombardi <laughs> He's probably did. a lot of players upset with him. Yeah. Well, guess what Vince Lombardi did? He won. He won again and he won some more. And now what is the Super Bowl trophy called? It's called the Lombardi trophy. And really, he was the culture setter. And it's just you've seen it continued with this Packers excellence. Like, look. We know people aren't perfect. We know people are emotional, and we kind of keep coming back to this. Like, there's animosity on a small scale, you know, in in most relationships. You know, it's not like it's enough animosity to overcome and blow up the relationship. I know Alex and I, you know, just being so involved with Ike and everything, there's animosity between us from time to time, but it's never anything that we can't overcome. And Packers fans around the world, I think a lot of you could relate to that as it pertains to your parents, you know, your siblings, your friends. And at the end of the day, a lot of us realize that it's the greater good is to preserve those relationships. And, And a lot of us might ask ourselves, you know, this may have upset me, but I'd rather just move on. You know, I'd rather just like put it in the past, like move on is a bad word, but just like move on from the animosity, move on from being upset. And, you know, digging back in deeper to the people thing, It would be a whole different story if the Packers front office was incompetent and couldn't do their job. You know, like here we are, Packers fans, you guys know it. We're 26 and six the last two years. That's the tops in the NFL. You know, we had back to back NFC championship games appearances. We're a top 14. We had every chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's not an incompetent front office. And frankly, there's a culture of love around the Packers franchise. Now, Alex, I know you were speaking to some, you know, an NFL linebacker on a playoff team this past week, an actual source, an actual player source, and he had some comments on the NFL and on the mm-hmm. Packers team, how we perceive the Packers as if there might have been, you know, 
you you gave him essentially a, a chance to say like do you think the Packers are talented or do you think they're not talented do you think they're well run or do you think they're not well run and I just want to ask like would you mind sharing some of that with our listeners from an actual legitimate NFL source uh, playoff linebacker yeah so spoke with him earlier this week and uh, I was kind of taken back about what he told me and he was telling me about the locker room vibe in the NFL. So Packers fans, this is coming from a legitimate source, as KJ said, and he described it as not a lot of guys want to help each other out. He said that he said, it's not a lot of people want to hang out after practice. No one's really doing anything together. People show up, you know, there's different levels of egos in the, in the locker room, but essentially he said, Everyone is so, quote, tight, but because they're afraid of someone else taking their job and their livelihood. And he said this applies to a lot of different teams. He's got friends on a lot of different NFL teams that he talks to, and they've heard the exact same thing. However, I don't want to give the impression that that's how the Packers are, because when I asked him about the Green Bay Packers, I said, hey, what was it like, you know, playing against the Packers. And what, what was your take was of them as a, the as a culture? Played. Yeah. It was a team and, the Packers played last year. And he said this, man, the Packers were like a super team. They had all the right pieces, all the right positions, you know, all the right, they made all the right movements. They had all of the chemistry. They had it all, you know, like that's how we described it. You know, here's a guy coming from a playoff team in the NFL going in to play Green Bay, and he describes them as a super team. So that's the feeling Green Bay gives off. And I always believe that Green Bay is like a super team. I mean, if you think about the NBA in terms of super teams, it takes three stars. Packers have five, you know, maybe seven stars, depending on how you grade them. And essentially, they are a super team. And they also have a good culture. Um, But that doesn't get away from the point that This linebacker said a lot of players in the NFL are afraid of people losing their jobs. And I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, think about yourself. Put yourself into a work situation. You know, everything's all good and comfortable until someone comes along that then threatens you. And I I, I do Mm. believe Jordan Love, even though he's a nice kid, you know, smiling, he's coming all like his last name. He's coming in with all love. But he he essentially is a little bit of threat to Aaron Rodgers, you know, stability to his career earnings, to you name it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's just the reality of these actual locker rooms is these guys are trying to get paid. And, Cage, maybe you want to tell them exactly how much Aaron Rodgers has been paid by the Packers organization throughout his career. So, Packers fans, uh, through this past year, you know, we've threw out the term loosely hundreds of millions but you want to know exactly how much Rodgers has made in his 16 seasons from just the Packers? This is not including endorsements. This is just the check he collects from the Green Bay Packers. He's made over $240 million. Now, how many problems could $240 million solve? Nearly every financial problem ever. You know, you could give your family peace of mind. You could give your generations and generations and generations to come peace of mind. You could change the world with a charity, you know, and, and truth is Packers fans after this coming year, you know, which Rogers is probably going to be around. 
he'll have made over a quarter billion dollars. You know, he'll have made over a third of a billion dollars. And when you push, when you add these endorsements, Packers fans, Rodgers has taken home over half a billion dollars. Like, let's say Ike every year, Christmas time, we do something to give back. You know, we're not a billion dollar company, you know. Far from we're, it. Yeah, we're, we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing well, but we're not a billion dollar company. But guess, guess what? We want to give back in any way we can. And we chose to do that by doing a toy drive for Children's Hostel. But, but Packers fans, the point I'm trying to make is this. If we had $240 million, what could we accomplish? We could give toys to every kid in the state of Wisconsin. We could feed so many hungry people. You know, we could do so much good that would bring happiness because we know happiness comes from helping others. And, you know, Rodgers has got all the money in the world. He's not being mistreated. And I just want to go a little deeper and I want to speak factual evidence. So there's been, you know, a lot of people might say the, the Packers up front office is essentially taking a shut up and play approach here. Well, that's not exactly the case. You know, they've been offering Rodgers tremendous input on all these decisions as he progresses through his career, as, as is the case with most prominent players across sports. And a couple examples here are, you know, some, some things that may have upset Rodgers, letting go of Jordy Nelson, maybe parting ways with the QB coach, and maybe letting go of Jake Kumaro. But what are some instances in which the Packers front office has also listened to Aaron Rodgers and that have worked out very well? The head coaching input, the hiring of Matt LaFleur, the bringing back Aaron Jones, the signing of his friends, you know, David Bakhtiari, the best tackle in the league. And you could you could stack up these situations side by side, even getting rid of Dom Capers. You know, hey, Rogers, you're right. Maybe our defense is regressing. Even getting rid of Mike Patton. (laughs) Even getting rid of Mike Patton. Let's you know, let's make a change here in the best interest of the franchise. But hey, you know what, Aaron? We understand you're close with, uh, you know, Jody Nelson. We understand you like Jake Kumaro. But man, Jody Nelson's over the hump. Man, Jake Kumaro was injured. He's not. He's not MVS. He's not. Devontae Adams. You know, they extended Devontae Adams. They gave him a tight end with double-digit touchdowns. They brought back his friend and his very versatile running back. They've given him protection. They've given him a defense. They've given him input on the head coach. they've given him another top three. You know, Amari Rodgers is nothing to, you know, sniff at. Yeah, they they traded the same draft capital to move up as they did for Jordan Love to move up and get him a coveted wide receiver. And it makes sense in the sense where they didn't exactly have a guy for end arounds. You know, it's not like they just threw it at a random body. It was strategic. And these moves of Packers front offices making have been very, very strategic. They have. And it's not like the Packers. You know, we actually just talked to Joe Schobert on the Ike Badgers podcast uh, last week. And you guys should check that out. Search Ike Badgers podcast anywhere. It's a phenomenal interview because it's is this incredible story of not having any scholarship offers, walking on at Wisconsin, getting drafted, and you know signing with Cleveland, leading the NFL in tackles, and then signing $50 million. But here's the point. Joe Schobert went 1-31 his first two years in the league. That is a front office that is incompetent. You know, that's yeah. a front office that <laughs> needs to change. That's a front office with philosophies that aren't working. The Packers lead the NFL in regular season wins the last two years, and they've had two shots to get to the Super Bowl 
in which Rodgers, the person who bears the most responsibility, has gone 0 for 2. The 49ers game, it's a team game, obviously. Things went wrong. But Aaron Rodgers is the highest-paid player on that team. Bears the most responsibility. That's a fact. Last year, as you, Alex mentioned, they had multiple chances to go to that Super Bowl, and it was in Rodgers' hands. We've seen him conduct two-minute drives. You know, we've seen him do it. He couldn't get the job done. And we're not faulting him for that. We're just saying we understand his frustration. But it's not, it's not frankly, right to take it out on the front office because these people are good people. You know, Matt LaFleur is technically a part of the front office. And he, yeah, and here's another thing. Like, what is the goal here to create this riff with the front office? Is it to get these guys who are not making Aaron Rodgers money fired? You know, is it, it's like, what is the goal here? Because uh, the Packers are not a franchise like the Yankees. Uh, they can't just go and hire, you know, someone that's worth millions of dollars. And I'm sure they could, but, you know, it's not, but not like it's just not in the culture to essentially just fire someone in the front office because a player demands it it's like um that power like Aaron Rodgers you listed off you know about the culture you you listed off all these things about Green Bay about the people it's like you know there's a lot of people that go into it outside of just the Lombardis the Bart Starr the Mike Holmgren the Brett Favre the Reggie White yeah they get the name yeah the Aaron Rodgers gets the name but what about the offensive linemen? You know, what about the guys who are blocking? What about the fans? What about the, the fact that this team and franchise is practically, you know, sponsored by its community and fans or else people it would have moved a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so I think like he was trying to almost play it like he was a part of this culture, this um, this thing that he deserves this treatment, the same treatment as Bart Starr and Brett Favre and Reggie White and these guys. But if it's really about the people, then you have to look at the greater whole, man. You are, like, the leader here, and, uh, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of he, people below you who are not getting the treatment you are getting. Yeah, and, and, you know, once again, just to lay out all the cards on the table, in any relationship, we both know, we all know, listeners, it oftentimes takes two to tango. You know, we keep coming back to this. May, might there be some animosity between the front office and Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Could it be a lot worse if, say, the Packers went 1-31 over the last two years? Rightly so, and 100%. Trust me, we, we understand that as well. But that's not the case. You know, winning. The Packers have done their job. The Packers' front office has done their job. And taking it back to your point, Al, it's like, what is the end goal here? Rodgers had an opportunity to crush all this last night. He had an opportunity to make his statement and put it all to bed because there's so much to be thankful for. There's so much to hang on to here. If not just his legacy, his teammates, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, who just extended, Jair Alexander, you know, all these guys, Mason Crosby, you know, Mason Crosby. It's yeah, just he like, wasn't mentioned, you know, like he's, he's obviously a huge part of the culture, you know. You know, it's it's really it's really unfortunate because you know, once again, laying all the stuff on the table, Rodgers didn't really help himself or the Packers solve the problem last night. And taking it back to a logical uh, standpoint, Packers fans, if you look up the caps around the league, you know, 
all these teams are in cap trouble. It has to do with the COVID. You know, it has to do with just the the things out of their team's control. But out of the mortgaging for the future, the, all these teams have cap trouble. And, and guess what? Even if the Packers wanted to trade Aaron Rodgers, he himself signed the deals that paid him over a quarter billion dollars to put him in this situation. It's almost like doing something and not taking responsibility for it. It's almost like, you know, you drop out of school and you say, well, why can't I get a job? You know, it's almost like you don't show up to work and you say, well, why did I get fired? It's almost like, you know, you commit a crime and you say, why did I go to jail? Well, no, no, it's almost like you're, like, the, you're, the, you're the lead, you know, you're the lead actor of a movie or you're the direct Aaron Rodgers is essentially the the director of the Green Bay Packers or you want to name it he's like the you know the most important salesman whatever you want to analogy you want to use you know most important guy in the company movie whatever and his excuse is that his issue is not with Jordan Love it's with the Packers philosophy I mean what does that even mean philosophy Uh, it's just a bunch of jargon it's just garbage it's essentially he's like okay look i've got nothing i can go to here i'm kind of backed myself into this corner and i really don't have much leverage because jordan love is doing pretty good in these practices and uh there's not really a taker for our team like you mentioned kj and so now his thing is philosophy this is about football man this is not like well it's one thing if the packers (laughs) are the browns you know, like your philosophy of going one in 32. And, and, and guess what? The Browns are on the up and up. So we're talking about specifically like Joe Schobert's first, you know, two years of his career. Imagine going one in 32. Any team that does that needs to change their philosophy. But the Packers, you know, I'm just going to rebuttal that right now. They don't have a philosophy problem. They I'm don't going to rebuttal that. And Packers fans, you're going to have to let us know if you agree or disagree. It, it's just it's disappointing because. We want to, you know, we're big Rodgers advocates, and we don't just say that, you know, we've supported him his entire career. We've put our money in our, where our mouth is in terms of giving Packers fans multiple Rodgers jerseys through this podcast. Packers fans, we love you. You know, you guys are the best. You guys are the reason we do this show. We love Aaron Rodgers. This is not a dig at Aaron Rodgers. This is just taking all the evidence that's out there, you know, not putting out clickbait, not jumping the gun, not you know, running off speculation. This is just taking all the evidence provided, actual statements, actual evidence, just calling it how it is, you know? Keep it real. Man, back to the people thing one more time. I wonder if Rogers truly believes he's done everything possible right. You know, he's, he's completely without fault and that the Packers front office is so evil it's like that's what he's insinuating. It's like that's going back to your point, Alex. It's like what is the solution? What does he want? So you want to keep Matt Lafleur? You want to keep your teammates? But you do, you, you want don't to want fire to the front office? Yeah. You know, like, what is he aiming at? He wants control, man. He wants power. You know, it's like you put him yourself in his shoes, right? He was frustrated. A lot of the, you know the opportunity was in his hands to get the Packers to that Super Bowl in which they would have beat the Chiefs. I'm a firm believer, Packers fans, that. Uh, Green Bay was a better team than the Chiefs would have, and he, he he was unable to do so, and that's frustrating. I understand. I played mm-hmm. sports. You know, I actually sh- finished second. I uh, in the well, soccer championship in high anyone. school. I know exactly what it's like to get so close and not win the championship. However, the first thing I wasn't doing 
I wasn't trying to blame someone else. And I think maybe it's like your tendency to almost be like, you know what? Maybe he's thinking I was the MVP, you know, like the way and even st- the fact that he brought up that he was the MVP and the way he played last year. He's generalizing the year as like, of course, Rogers, you played amazing all year. There's but context to every play. You were the not the MVP done. in the NFC championship game. No, and man. You know who was? You know who keeps getting it done time and time again? Tom Brady. Well, I just have a question for you. Do you believe that Aaron Rodgers, if he's upset with the Packers philosophy, which I just think is just soft, just jargon garbage, but you know, well, even we're if defend he's upset the Packers with a front office because they deserve to be defended. Yeah, but you know, they've done this. an exceptional job. Do you believe that Aaron Rodgers could have even made it ten years under Belichick mm. in that organization, the way so. he ran things? You know, he I don't ran, think so. Do you think he, like, because it wasn't all about, you know, Tom Brady on the Patriots? No. Do you, do you believe that, like, Vince Lombardi would have put up with this from Bart Starr? He what do you think have. he would have done? If, like, if Bart Starr was uh, trying to hold the Packers organization hostage, do you think Vince Lombardi would have uh, been cool with that? And I just, the thing that is, just because you are the MVP, just because you are so talented, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't mean that this makes it right. You think some of these guys in the on the team, they also don't maybe have their riffs with some people in the organization? Of course they do. But, like, just, and I just think it's just kind of one of those things is, uh, you know, you should always try to remain humble. And I think this is just yeah. one of those situations where, I'm not looking at any other, any other reason other than he either wants more money or he wants someone fired. And uh, I think both of those are just kind of, you know, that's it's just kind right of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it's not the, it's not the right reasons to blow up a potential Super Bowl team. It really isn't. And it's just like I keep going back to that, like the people thing. And like, let's let's say. You know, on the field, Rodgers has done everything he could have done, which in the regular season he did, but in the playoffs he did not. But let's say you take all the off-the-field stuff out of or the on-the-field stuff out of it, and you talk about how Rodgers is conducting himself. You know, we mentioned leadership. Man, you don't think you've caused joy and love, pain, and suffering through this? Like, you don't think you've caused your teammates pain and suffering? You don't think you've caused the front office and their families pain and suffering? Like, if it's about philosophy with people it's got to be consistent it's got to be a two-way street you know and yeah we, ultimately the packers have had success They've i've got, got one quote. super bowl go for it yeah i've got one quote i just saw this here packers fans and this is aaron Rodgers went on to say last night history is important legacy of so many people who've come before you but the people that's the most important thing People make an organization. People make a business, and sometimes that gets forgotten. Culture is brick by brick. The foundation of it, by the people, not by the organization. Not by the building, not by the corporation. It's built by the people. Then he goes on. This is the part I want you to focus on right here. I've been fortunate enough to play with a number of amazing, amazing people and got to work for some amazing people as well. It's those people that build the foundation of those entities. I think sometimes we forget that. He's pretty much saying, and this is just my take, Packers fans, 
that he feels forgotten. Aaron Rodgers does not think he is getting the credit he deserves because he thinks sometimes we forget that, meaning he's expressing that the Packers world is somehow forgetting that Aaron Rodgers, his contributions. No one's forgetting that. No one. No that's, one. That's complete blast. That's complete, like, that's, there's this thing about in meditation and mindfulness that when you have a negative thought and it's not true, you should just not believe it because that's how the brain works. And this is almost like Aaron Rodgers had a bad thought one day that he thinks no one in Packers world understands or really, like, appreciates appreciates him. him or like the the ability or like well, i bet done. you a lot of packers fans listening to this podcast would disagree i bet just you know some of the tens of thousands of packers fans who follow like packers would would disagree i, I think, think a lot of those would disagree we, I we would. appreciate him and it's like we appreciate him every week we appreciate him every day aaron Rodgers is showered in love he's got showered. a force field around him if this was like a receiver acting out this is odell beckham talking about this stuff Can michael thomas yeah. Can you imagine? You'd be out you know, of the league. He wouldn't be out of the league, but it's like they wouldn't put up with it. Aaron Rodgers has get, been given so much leeway here. He's given so much leeway because guess what? He's earned that leeway. We said it last time. We're going to say it again. We love Aaron Rodgers. We know you do too, but there's no one player that is bigger than the Packers organization, and that is a fact. Yep. And I just... Uh, I mean, you made a great point about, like, what if this was another position, right? Like, what if, what if this was not Aaron Rodgers? And that even asking that question shows the type of leeway he has, like you mentioned. And I think the reason why we're kind of at this point where Aaron Rodgers, he didn't show up to uh, the OTAs um, that were supposed to go down and that started. So there's a now there's a chance that he might continue to sit out. Um, I hope not, but... That's looking like a little bit of a possibility here. And I think the Packers are like, you know what? We've given you leeway after leeway after leeway after leeway. And now when you're trying to get people fired, such as Brian Gutenkust, I'm not saying that's what he wants, but I'm just kind of reading between the lines. That's where they've driven, drawn the line. You know, that's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Murphy even came out and said that's not going to happen. And so I think the, the Packers, as an organization, have now drawn their line in sand. What do you think about that? Well, I think you're 100% right, and I don't think they're wrong for doing it. I don't think any player should have that much power. And um, frankly, you know, it would all stem from a, a, a bad situation, but it's not a bad situation. You know, he's well paid. He's got a fiancé. The fans love him. The franchise loves him. The city loves him. And frankly, Team's the football good. world loves him. <laughs> And the team wins, you know, and 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 here's the last thing I want to I want to really mention, um, you know, some people have been saying Tom Brady to Tampa Bay, like, don't you think Rodgers might want to see what happens if he goes to another team? What's well, possible? You know, it's possible. But here's the thing about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I just want to put this out there. You know, first, it was a couple of years ago, Rodgers called the receivers piss poor in training camp. We've seen Devontae Adams go on to be a 99. We've seen Robert Tanyan blossom in front of our own eyes. We've seen MVS, one of those receivers who we called piss poor, develop his game to the point where, and work hard to the point where he led the NFL in yards per catch. You know, first it was the receivers. You know, then it was Rodgers got hurt, so we got to get him a better offensive line. You know, we, we took care of that excuse. 
Then it was Rodgers didn't have a defense, so we fired Don Capers, drafted Jay Alexander, Kenny Clark, all these guys, and really, really, really Darius stepped Smith up our defense. Him in. We even, yeah, we even got rid of Mike Patton because we're trying to not be good. We're trying to be elite. You know, we're trying to be a Super Bowl team. And, you know, then it was the Jordy Nelson thing, the QB coach, the head coach input. You know, they gave him the input. You can't really say that's not an excuse. Um, you know, they brought back Aaron Jones. You can't really say they didn't give him impact on input on personnel. They brought back David Bakhtiari. And so a lot of people will look at this and say, it comes down to just getting the job done and excuses, whether it's life, a job, a relationship, whatever it may be, in order to get the job done, you cannot make excuses. Excuses will not help you win, and they will not help get the job done. So Tom Brady is someone who has embodied this throughout his career. He's had all the trash talked about him in the book, and one by one, he has crossed off those excuses. Also, he, hold on. Until he had the last excuse in the book. Bill Belichick made Tom Brady. Well, you know what he did? He went to Tampa Bay and proved that excuse wrong. And the whole point of this is that he does not make excuses. He is probably not as arm talented as Aaron Rodgers, but he has the most Super Bowls ever by a long shot and is considered by the majority of the football world as the one true GOAT. It's hard to make an argument against him. We call Rodgers the statistical GOAT, just so Packers fans are clear of where we stand. Aaron Rodgers is the statistical GOAT. You know, he is. But it's hard to make an argument against Tom Brady. And when you reverse engineer that, he's never been someone who makes excuses. He, Oh, the team can't put enough talent around him? He's going to restructure his contract. You know, like, it, it, you, you really just... There's no excuses. And Rodgers continues to make these excuses. Like, first it was the defense. Then it was the receivers. Then it was the, you know, he's getting injured, so he's got to be healthy. So we got to, you know, get the line better. And now it's the people, it's the philosophy. Come I just on, think the philosophy is super weak. Yeah, that's a come on, come moment. on man. Come on, man, moment. Uh, come on, man. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to say is keep in mind, this was one offseason ago when Tom Brady got out of New England and went to Tampa Bay. And how was that different, Packers fans? Well, it was. It was not like, you know, Tom Brady has this spite that he's holding up against uh you know the new the new england franchise and essentially the new england fan um the ownership he was not doing that he it was kind of like a smooth transition for him to go to tampa bay and i believe what we're gonna see because of this is aaron Rodgers back in green bay so cage i'm just want to tell you like where do you still stand today and what's your current prediction yeah, so Packers fans, my prediction was, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. And guess what? I still think he's going to be back. You know, he had an opportunity to, to write this and, and kind of make the media the enemy. Unfortunately, that, that wasn't really uh, the, the route that he went. He kind of made the front office the enemy or the people, the philosophy the enemy. Man, that's a tricky one to get out of. But <laughs> I, thought, I thought there was a 99% chance he was going to be suiting up for the pack week one. Packers fans, I believe there is a 66% chance that he'll be suiting up for the Packers at the end of week or for week one. I believe there is a 33% chance he holds out and decides not to report, which would be 
just very disappointing. And I think there's a 1% chance he gets traded simply because it just doesn't work. You know, the cap, it, it's, we live in a real world. You know, you can't just Madden trade someone. This is the real world, and Rodgers signed himself on the dotted line. Al, final thoughts? Yep, final thoughts for me is I also believe he's going to be back. I believe they're going to work this thing out, and I, I'm optimistic that way. Um, I do believe there's a chance he holds out for maybe training camp, uh, and maybe it's because his age. Maybe he's thinking ahead like that. He's a calculated guy, so um, I'm not sure what his angle is. I don't believe it's, you know, flaming out and trying to jump franchises midseason without really a plan of, uh, especially if he's not in the conversation. So I think Packers fans remain optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you think about this philosophy. Well, uh, we'd just, love to hear just from to, you. Just to and, hammer home, no matter what happens, the Packers are going to be just fine. We have a loaded team. Absolutely. If Rodgers is here, we're going to be competing for a Super Bowl. If he's not, we're going to have a lot of draft capital. And we're going to be well poised going into the future with a quarterback who's balling behind the scenes in Jordan Love. Um, Al, do you want to thank our listeners around the world? Yep. Hey, everyone listening to this podcast, we have grown into being the number one rated Packers podcast on the Apple podcast platform. And it's not even close. And it's all because of you guys, you know, from all around the world. We're in over 55 countries. Um, we have listeners and so shout out to everyone listening and that's a reminder that we're giving away an eric stokes number 21 uh packers jersey uh you can send us a dm to ike packers on twitter and we'll hook you up with the info on that that's the rookie first round pick eric stokes out of georgia you'll be one of the first people to get this this jersey and we're really excited um i want to thank kj for coming on the show and until next time packers fans go pack go episode of the ike packers podcast and want to help the show please subscribe tell a friend and leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. this is how we can continue to give great value to you as always till next time packers fans go pa- go go